HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by the International Culinary Center, offering courses that range from classic French techniques in culinary, pastry, and bread baking to Italian studies to management, from culinary technology to food writing, from cake making to wine tasting. For more information, visit culinarycenter.com. This is Chef Emily Peterson, host of Sharp and Hot. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome to Love Bites, coming at you live from Heritage Radio Network here in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Today is Monday, September 19th. I am your host, Ben Rosenblatt. I am an actor, writer, musician, occasional bartender, and server. You can check me out at benrosenblattactor.com. I am 34, straight, and in a relationship. Jacqueline, my dearly beloved co-host, is still out of the country, being quite deservedly lazy with her family in the Azores Islands of Portugal, but she's here with us in spirit. As it's a tough we w- life. It's such a hard life. It's just that dinner up, like really. Oh, but God. we do miss her. Screw her. <laughs> no, we love you, Jacqueline, um, and we know you are with us here in spirit as we welcome Allie Goldberg, who you just heard from, Hello. and Jen Jamila of the comedy show Blogologues and of the No Text Weekend here in the studio today. Because they've got so much to share with us, they're just going to be on with me the whole show as my um, substitute co-hosts and guests. So welcome to the show, ladies. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. My pleasure. Um, Allie and Jen are the brains and brawn behind Blogologues, a New York... Did you like that? Brains like and brawn? I was thinking something else. I was like, brain, okay. An audible reaction. Brawn? Is that? I don't know. You're, brawn, like, you're brawny, <laughs> ladies. Come on. I was thinking like brains and breasts, but that wouldn't have been good from you. I don't know. Well, you just said it, so, <laughs> I said it, so we'll just right. pretend. No, don't pretend I said that. The brains and breasts behind blogologues. <laughs> I like that, you know. Excellent. It's got certain. I'm not. I'm it. still not going to say it because yeah, it's you inappropriate. Because it, then things get uncomfortable. But that's what they are. <laughs> um, anyway, their troupe, blogologues, the New York-based theater group, and they perform content from the internet. We're talking OkCupid okay profiles, fan fiction, Yelp reviews, comment sections, so much more, verbatim, word for word on stage. 
They are also the founders of the No Text Weekend, a national event challenging participants to not text for the entire weekend. This weekend coming up, September 23rd through 25th. Yep. So along with putting our phones down and conversing in real life, which is somehow a lost art, the No Text Weekend events include storytelling with some of the Moth's most celebrated storytellers, comedy shows, haiku slams, mm-hmm. Tinder in real life. Mm, that one's not happening. Oh, it's probably, probably for it's the best. So That's probably. I was just going to say it sounds so absolutely horrifying. We actually have so many events planned that. A few weeks ago, we were like, uh, mm-hmm. how many events do we actually right. want to put on? So Tinder right. IRL, is, that just means people, you're going to have to start hitting on people in real life in the street. We right. just was it going to be listeners. like swiping right and swiping left so we on really, actual people? I mean, we were trying to figure this out. Yeah, we, we cut it early enough because yeah. we were just like, wow, we've, we we went to town brainstorming all these crazy things like that could bingo be Bingo cards with people's faces on them. We were going to have people answer <laughs> yes or no questions and go to one side of the room or the other. But yeah, we decided against it. And in place of it, we're doing a So Far Sounds concert uh, at a gallery called Garrison Han on the oh, Lower East Side. It's a secret venue. Shh. Oh, sorry. It is a secret venue. We don't know where it is. It's a secret venue that just erase it from your memory. I didn't hear anything. But RSVP and we'll see you there. But yeah, we had a bunch of events we wanted to do like drag queen grammar, trivia drinking night, game. drinking game. There yeah. were a lot of events we had planned just because we were brainstorming all the things that texting has kind of ruined. Right. <laughs> but then we were like, all right, let's scale back. Let's do maybe like, we still have like 12 events. So no Tinder IRL, but listeners, we do encourage you to Tinder IRL. So do I. Hit on people in real life. Um, one event that's still on the docket is one to be hosted by mm-hmm. yours truly and my co-host Jacqueline um, called I Just Texted to Say I Love You. A cocktail hour live broadcast and panel discussion that we're throwing at Virgula in the East Village this Saturday at 4 p.m. So, for more information on that and all of the other No Text Weekend events, um, visit www.notextweekend.com. Mic drop. Boom. <laughs> I love done. that title. I just texted to say I love you. I was like, okay, that hits. Is me that one reason why it's okay to text? To say I, I mean, love you? not this weekend, but any other weekend. Not, I mean, don't say it for the first time over text. Right, right. I think that that was a cute title that you guys chose. Because, like, <laughs> if you're already in a long-term relationship, that could be a cute text message to receive. But also, I think it speaks to some of the fear that people have of actually talking to each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we're going to get to that fear yeah. in a, little, in a bit. little bit. But first, I want to put a little fear in the two of you. Right. Because... Um, since you're effectively my co-hosts today right. and our audience has had to just get to know me and listen to me insufferably mm-hmm. for the last, you know, year, last three plus seasons of this show, I want to give them a little opportunity to get to know the two of you, yeah. um, before you start sharing your ideas about texting right. and stuff like that. Um, and I want to let them do that sort of through the eyes of, you know, each other mm-hmm. because, who it's no fun to kind of get to hear someone else give you their bio or whatever. And since you guys described your relationship to me as a marriage earlier, (laughs) I feel like there's potentially a lot of, um, you know, some nice things to say and maybe some, you know, (laughs) some troubling things to get at as well. So, uh, we'll see if we can get you two to embarrass each other a little bit here. Um, so I'll just start Allie by asking you, what's the easiest thing about working with, Jen? Uh, I think that we are creatively in sync and that we have the same opinions about 
new media and technology and theater and storytelling and comedy. And uh, what would you say is the easiest thing about working with Ali, Jen? I think the easiest thing about working with Ali is that um, she is a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> and, no, it is easy. And I think you come into every day with all the enthusiasm and energy uh, that makes the day kind of go quickly. You can't see us, but we just started making out. We did. It's really hot. And like our <laughs> wedding rings are like in each other's faces. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> we, uh, well, speaking of wedding rings, I'll just let like the audience know. Are you guys single? Or are you dating anyone? We are both single. That's, That's right. And we're extremely good looking. You can't see us. I'm just kidding. It's we're actually true. Single. They're both uh, very attractive <laughs> thank women. Thank you so much. I was just kidding. And so far, they don't seem like they're the type who are going to stab you in your sleep. Hmm. I will stab you in your sleep. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she's done it before. So but it she's so good looking <laughs> that it's worth it. It's worth um, it. <laughs> uh, so, Jen, I'll start with you. Sure. What's the most challenging thing about working with Ali? <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. The most challenging thing about working with Ali is getting her brain to stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very diplomatic way of like one liner. I like it. You're yeah. not going to go too deep into it. Ali, yeah. what's the most challenging thing about working with Jen? Hmm. Nothing. She's perfect. <laughs> I won't be Boom. Funny. There you go. <laughs> She's too perfect. No, I mean, I think it's like with any relationship, I think as artists, people assume that we are artists. And I think a lot of what we do, actually, we have found is very similar to the co-founder experience mm -hmm. and being entrepreneurs and the battles that can come along with that. And so I think that like the struggles that we have, we find in other co-founder stories just like the general struggles of like running a business and how are we going to grow this and all that is there one stuff. particular story you can share is there one particular story i'm putting them on the spot yeah. i know i know i feel bad all this dead air time but no, i don't know I if mean, there's like a particular it's story it's a pregnant pause i mean jen knows i i get very stressed about marketing mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the one big thing i think um that that we have uh talks about <laughs> okay okay that's where, where it gets know, a little testy sometimes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. all right well, I'll, I'll bring you back together now <laughs> okay, and, and and ask you um what you can each share your answer what does your partner bring to the table that you don't oh uh well i don't i don't even know if jen knows that i call her this sometimes i think you do zen jen Oh, Jen, right. So, you know, she's calm. And I think actually uh, what Jen brings to the table is like we are kind of yin and yang. And so um, like I'll get mad about something or want to send this like really harsh email. And <laughs> like Jen's like, let's rewrite that a little bit. And like, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And um, I don't know, just like our approaches to things are really different. And I think that that can be very good. Mm -hmm. And Allie, I think, cares about... Um everything that we do she puts a lot of thought and care into everything and like doesn't take anything for and you're granted. just like ah fuck it i don't <laughs> care i mean we've been having a lot of conversations about this recently but yeah i know i mean it's not quite that extreme but yeah she really does put thought and care on a level that yeah i i admire <laughs> i think jacqueline and i need to play this game with each yeah, other on the air as well um i think it could be a therapeutic for us <laughs> and be entertaining for our listeners as we rip each other's heads off <laughs> or as really she rips my head off because she's like of the two of us too she's the one who like cares so much like and does a. yeah she is she is the type a of yeah. the two of us and she's gonna be pissed at me for calling her that but i mean it in the best possible way <laughs> uh, because this is a food network 
and a, a partially food show as well. My last question for the two of you is, and you can answer this together. When you guys have a major success, what food do you guys binge on together? Or together. what alcoholic beverage oh. do you binge on together? Well, when, when we were on the cover, the, okay, mm-hmm. when we were on the cover of Time Out as uh, two of the top ten funniest women in New York City, woo woo, um, we drank prosecco. We decided that it was like important. We were like, we're going to go to a bar right now, mm-hmm. and we're going to have a glass of prosecco. <laughs> right. But typically, I think our drinks are pretty different. Yes, Jen mm-hmm. is like really stereotypically manly. I really respect. It. You have like whiskey on the rocks yeah. and shit, Ooh. and I'm just yeah. like, I literally every time I get a drink anywhere, anyone I've ever dated can attest to this. I'm like, what's your sweetest drink can i have the fruitiest drink i'll have that one thank you <laughs> i like have no idea what i'm drinking it's just like if there's strawberries in it i'm in whereas jen's like i'd like a cigar with that yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. also we were on a trip uh, when we went to la and we could expense everything when we were doing the workshop yeah we both were really excited about getting brussels sprouts i remember <laughs> yeah 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 we're both really into brussels sprouts yeah and Bacon? We're both into bacon. Yeah. We're oh, we're both into bacon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm like who's super, not into bacon? Yeah. Some people I mean, aren't. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. Our they're not people, really people. Our people and, no, our people are not into bacon. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> Rose, my name's Rosenblatt. And Her name is Goldberg. Goldberg so, so you I know just, what type of people we're talking about I here. I just made an assumption yeah. here that we were on the same page. Yes, but yeah. it's true. But I love all food. I'm like a big mm-hmm. like I uh, Jen knows I eat for like four every day, mm-hmm. and I'm not pregnant. <laughs> but like I eat, and I think one of the most charming discoveries we've had about each other is that we do like all of the same food. Yeah, like Jen is Zen Jen, you know what I mean. So I was a little worried when we she first started working together. I was mm. like, what if she's like vegan or vegetarian? Like that'd be a deal breaker for me, you know what I mean? But she's yeah. not. Yeah, she's not. Yeah. That's amazing. This is really important. Well, look, our show is about all types of relationships um, <laughs> and romantic relationships, especially. But we've we've had shows about relation our own relationships with our bodies. We've had brothers and sisters working together. So I appreciate a little bit of insight into this working relationship of artists that's like a bit artistic and a business relationship yes. at the same time. So thank you for sharing some of that and for, you know, introducing each other to us. Thank you for allowing us that opportunity. Of course. Yeah. I, I want to move now into... <laughs> I want to move the, away from the, 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 Well, I want to move into the main event here, the yeah. meal of okay. um, our show today, which is about texting. Um, this No Text Weekend is a really exciting event and Jacqueline and I are very excited to be a part of it um, and I think it really applies particularly to dating and to mm-hmm. romantic relationships um, at all stages of the game and everyone has different parameters for the type of communication that they prefer in a relationship and as texting kind of becomes the more commonplace primary means of communication in sort of all relationships I'm curious for the two of you how texting affects your personal relationships? Mm-hmm. Well, this only sort of answers your question, so I apologize in advance. But I think that even when people prefer texting, they don't quite realize how they're then affecting their own relationship. Like right. texting is easier. It is faster. It's this like ongoing conversation you can have all day. But they're, aside from the obvious miscommunications and things like that, they're just you will never know till way later or till it's too late. Like the things that they read differently, it's just sort of confusing. I think even in established relationships, like talking things through is really important. And I think people are kind of losing sight of that. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, we could get into specifics. I think talking generally about it is a little bit difficult. Yeah, I'm actually interested in your own, like if you have specific (laughs) examples from your own life Mm -hmm. that you are willing to share, like Mm -hmm. do you have a way in which you feel like texting might have like 
blown a relationship at a certain point or might have I mean we were talking actually just before we came on the show <laughs> right. that you had an encounter with this guy who you went on a date with years ago right. who you just like randomly ran into and how like the texting the communication kind of went awry and now like you realized wait we kind of both wanted to see each other again why didn't we yeah. so like wh- what's the deal there and why did why totally. did that happen <laughs> so i wasn't sure we should get into that but yes yeah, so i ran into sorry this I'm, guy. I'm no uh, whatever whatever yeah it was exactly that i ran into this guy and he was like we went on a date two years ago and i didn't even remember at first which is so embarrassing but then i did remember and i remember that was what happened is after the date he did text me and we texted and texted and he didn't ask me on a second date and i was like well fuck this like i'm not gonna text this dude forever because I just, that's ridiculous. Like, I don't want to. I don't like texting. I think it's not a real conversation. And so my impression of it was like, oh, I guess he wasn't that into me. He didn't ask me on a second date. And I guess his impression was I dropped off, never saw him again, two years later, run into him at a bar. Um, And I think we're going on a second date now, two years later. But I think it really speaks to... I mean, also just like this culture of texting that goes in with online dating, like if a mutual friend had set us up and it turns out we have mutual friends, then after the date, even if we were both sort of not sure, I think the the friends would have been like, nah, go on one more, whatever. But instead, our communication after the date was this like brief, weird texting thing that we both interpreted differently and that sort of fell off. I mean, who knows? Maybe I won't go out with him again. He's going to flake just as much. But, like, sure, but, but I thought it was interesting. But it begs the question of like, maybe there was there something in the text exchange there that was like felt like the chemistry was lacking for the two of you and maybe he was like, oh, maybe it's not there the way I thought it was on the date. And so I have a question, like I, I want to bring you into this, sure. Jen, is like does the chemistry that we have in texting, does that speak anything about like the chemistry that we're going to have in real life and when if we don't have chemistry texting like does that mean it's not going to work in real life or if we have great chemistry texting should we expect that it's going to work in real life i think i don't fortunately or unfortunately over time i've started to think that you can't tell just through what people say over text message what the chemistry is actually going to be like um, you can't read tone at all. Uh, we've been looking at a lot of text breakups specifically recently and people who are trying to be so genuine over text message, just by the very fact that it's a text message, it's not genuine. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it makes me think just like getting together with somebody, they can seem extremely genuine when you first speak with them, but unless you're there with them in person, you have no idea sort of what they're trying to convey. I think the experience of chemistry has to be a full body, like full voice experience. Nothing could beat actually like knowing in person when you see somebody or meet them for the first time. Yeah. I was also talking to this dude who was like, no, texting so much better because like I can have time to think of my response. And I'm like, exactly. (laughs) You have time to craft this perfect response. It's not a real conversation. Then you meet that person in real life. And like, this is what it means to have a Mm -hmm. conversation. I feel like anyone who was online dated, who was listening to this can probably relate to having great text banter with someone and then finally meeting in person. And within five Five minutes realizing that you're actually so different mm-hmm. and that if you heard the person's voice you would know that but I also wanted to bring up something that you said before um, we started recording which oh right was that that exchange if instead of texting after the date he had called even though socially nowadays that's weird he would have been calling with a goal and the goal would have been to get a, to ask on a second, to ask me out on a second date. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't make that call like back in the olden days, even if we look at that, like you go on a date and if you call, it's because you're asking for a second date. And so the phone call has a goal and it ends sure. with the second now date. Now you can just kind of send out like a feeler text to kind of like right. see what's so going on. Go you keep anywhere. someone on the line a little bit. You can kind of like 
keep the relationship going without really keeping the relationship Yeah, we're all going. trying to keep as many options open of as course, long as possible. Of course, it's natural. And nobody wants to be rejected, so they're sending these sort of, like, vague texts. And, like, as a girl, at least maybe I'm playing the whole game wrong, but, like, if someone texts me and texts me and doesn't ask on a second date, I'm sort of like, okay, I guess they're, like, on the fence, they're not really interested, whatever, like, I'm done texting. Sure. I mean, along so. these same lines, and along with going back to the thing you were saying earlier about, like, taking time to craft a response and or taking time in general to respond to a text. I'm curious if you guys think like when you feel like someone is taking a long time to res- to respond to a text, like if it can feel sometimes over text, we read all sorts of things into texting mm-hmm. obviously, and we can sometimes feel like ah, I'm not they're not prioritizing me mm-hmm. by te- like it's taking them forever to respond like what the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. So can we do you feel like you can tell by like the way someone texts you where you fit as a priority in their life. Is that an accurate representation or like, again, it's like similar to the chemistry (laughs) thing. It's like, is this something that really translates into real life? I don't think you can tell. I think the problem is you can make a thousand guesses. You can assume, you know? Yeah. I think, so obviously we think no text weekend serves a point and has a message, but if we're going to take away our personal bias, there is a site called he texted.com where you submit your text messages for the community to help decipher for oh, you. And God. that is so, the so ridiculous, right? But also hits home that it's like, no, you can't fucking tell anything with text <laughs> message, which is why we need a goddamn community mm-hmm. to interpret our text messages. Why don't we just talk to each other? I mean, all like, that, I feel like so all insane. that site is going to do is just increase the anxiety by about 10,000 percent. Like, I mean, I've started telling dudes after, like, if it's if we get to, like, a third or fourth date, I start telling them, like, I don't like texting. Like, you can yeah. call me. And uh, actually, I think some people are, like, really freaked out by that. But fine. Good riddance. <laughs> In your own life, <laughs> yeah. what do you dislike the most about texting and your own relationship with texting? And what do you wish were different about it? I think texting is useful for certain things. But I think it's useful for, like, hey, I'll, I'll meet you on the southwest corner. Like, that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, people are having conversations. And I really think that this is that this affects dating maybe the most. But mm-hmm. it's interesting how it affects all realms. Or even just, like, I have a friend who recently got married. She had a very small wedding. And all these people are texting her, like, oh, how's your wedding? It's like, okay, you're not really checking in. And she's not really going to type, fucking tap, 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 how her wedding was. Mm-hmm. So she's going to write, it was good. And it's like, you haven't really caught up. Totally. <laughs> and you can send, like, emojis, too, right. that are, like, you know, like, the... A little face with the hearts in the eyes and all that. We're like, you're like really trying to send a message or whatever. That's like, it's so easy to do that. It's easy. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is a bit dramatic, but I feel sadder after I text sometimes with people, especially people I care about because of the inherent disconnect of the medium. Um, And usually um, if like with family, I prefer not to do it at all because you can never communicate what what you actually feel. I would never say I love you to my parents over text message. Sure. Yeah. It's interesting because my girlfriend and I are both in our mid thirties and I hate texting. I despise texting. And so I call her more often than I text her and she appreciates that, but also said that she was shocked when that first started happening in our relationship. And Again, we're in our mid-30s. You know, it's like we haven't been – texting hasn't been our whole life. Right. You know, like we used to call – like we used to have to call. So I can only imagine – and I see, you know, people getting in these like long text arguments and having like fights over text. And it just – 
it it does it makes me sad too. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting what you said about she was so shocked because it has become so normal that now it's like, is there any going back? Like, mm-hmm. I get now that people are afraid to call or they think it'll freak you out or this or that because everyone does communicate by text message. But it is kind of a problem, and it would be cool. I mean, it's interesting with the text weekend. I mean, we literally do have pledgers from California to Zimbabwe. We have mm-hmm. uh, someone pledged from Zimbabwe the other day. I was like, okay, cool. But we have quite a few international pledgers. So it is speaking to people on some level. And I do think we need to reclaim the voice and this idea that talking to someone is really not so insane. <laughs> sure. Agreed. Um, I have one more question before you, before we'll take a quick break. Yep. And it's this. In an ideal world, what will the no text weekend accomplish? I think it'll give us an opportunity to uh, kind of catch up with what's been happening, looking at our behavior. I think people are addicted to their phones. They're walking down the street, running into other people. And I think hopefully it'll just like give us a step back to kind of see how absurd some of our behaviors have become and how we're not considering others. I think if we can just start any kind of conversation around this, yes. even in small circles, that'll be great. Like if we could inspire just a few people to call someone instead of text them for whatever reason, to catch up, dating-wise, whatever. Um, yeah, I think that would be good. I think, it, I think it's going to be like a slow haul. But we're in an interesting time where all this technology is new and people don't really know what to do with it. And I think there's going to be some sussing out. <laughs> Great. Well, I hope it accomplishes all these things and so much more. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to be back with Ali and Jen of the No Text Weekend in just a minute. But before we take a, our break, I just want to, again, um, remind you of our panel discussion that we'll be hosting as part of the event. I just texted to say I love you, um, which will be at our favorite super sexy wine bar, Virgula, in New York's East Village. Ladies are doing their sexy dance here in the studio. Um, we've got a powerhouse panel of relationship and tech writers and a local psychologist on board to talk about how messaging and texting have shaped communication etiquette and the early stages of romance. Uh, we'll be sipping on some Italian and wine and beer, slurping down some oysters and having a grand old time. Tickets are only $12 and include your first round of Prosecco, so it's really hard to beat. Head over to lovebitesradio.com and heritageradionetwork.org for more information and links to tickets. And let us know on Facebook or Twitter if you'll be joining us this Saturday when we choose Forks Over Phones. We'll be right back after this break. The International Culinary Center is a proud sponsor of the HeritageRadioNetwork.org. The ICC, with locations in New York and California, provide cutting-edge education to future chefs, restaurateurs, and wine professionals. We're proud to claim Dan Barber, Bobby Flay, and David Chang among our honored alumni. This is Dorothy Can Hamilton from Chef's Story. Check out our ICC website at InternationalCulinaryCenter.com. And we are back after that very short break. Ladies, have you ever played the game Never Have I Ever? I mean, yeah, at some point. <laughs> Not in a long time. Not since childhood. That's, so I'm bringing you back yeah. to okay. your early that adolescence. We're bringing back the phone. We're bringing back the exactly. 80s, 90s. It's old school. 90s. I miss the yeah. 90s. I miss the 90s music. Yeah. Oh. I feel like we need like a... Heroin addicted rock band to come in and kind of shake things up a little bit, but that's just me. I do 100%. Anyway, for our regular listeners, you will know that Never Have I Ever has become a recurring segment on the show. And today we are with the beautiful ladies of the No Text Weekend going to play Never Have I Ever, the texting edition. Okay. Okay. 
So we're all going to answer these questions. I'm going to say the never have I ever this, but that doesn't mean I haven't done it. I'll just say it, we'll say and it. we'll all go around and say whether or not we've done it, and maybe you're maybe people can't see our hands. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Do it. Right. Okay. We're on the radio here, so got it. <laughs> we'll yes, we'll speak up, and then if anyone has an interesting story to share um, along the lines of the the uh, question, we'll we'll share that. Okay. All right. So never have I ever broken up with someone via text. I have not. I've done it. You have. Which is really ironic. Not only have I done it, I've done it recently. Ooh, like how long was the relationship? Uh, well, here's the thing. I did. I've, I had never done it before, and I did it twice. You did. In the past. Okay, so I was dating this guy like uh, March and April, like two months or something, and something that drove me nuts about him, which Jen knows, is he would text me a billion times a day. He would text me a photo of his breakfast, lunch, dinner. I mean, literally, it's like... He I, liked you a lot. No, 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 no. But here's the caveat. He never had time to hang out. So I would see him mm. maybe once a week, maybe every other week. Um, but he texted me a million times a day. And eventually I got fed up with it. I was like, don't text me like I'm your girlfriend, but we hang out every now and then. Like it just, there's a disconnect. And as you all know now, listeners, I don't like texting. So, and I told him, I was like, I don't want to text this much. If you want to, you know, communicate this much, just call me. Like it'd be easier to have a 10 minute phone call with you at the end of the day than for you to text me 14 billion things. I mean, it was like, and I thought, oh, he must be seeing other people. But I was like, but he can't possibly be texting anyone else this much or this dude literally has no job he just texts all day so so you gave him a taste of his own medicine well when it came time he was so averse to the phone and wanted to text nonstop. so when it came to being like yo i'm out i literally had no other choice than to do it by text there you go how about so you ridiculous. how about you jen any breakups over a text just once uh and it didn't work and it was also <laughs> like the, the, the breakup didn't take it didn't take well i mean he was jen like, is very nice i'm very nice and i wrote a long thing and then he was like he took out the worst part of it of course and was really offended and then he said uh we should talk in person and then our in-person relationship was we were better communicating over text which is why i thought i should do it that way it's in the first flag. place yeah yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah yeah red flag yeah, yeah. um so it, it didn't work and then it dragged on for a few more months and then we had we had like almost like a mutual ghosting situation of, uh, over time yeah conversely yes have you ever been dumped over text oh they're uh, like we're so pretty we never get dumped no that's i thank you i wish that this were a thing i wish that i was <laughs> Rolling deep and deep. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, I just said that on the air. I'm trying to. I mean, there have so. been meaningless, like a couple of dates, and somebody says, you know, that's more really. of a rejection. Than yeah, like a yeah. Dumping. No, plenty never. of people ghost. Sure. Plenty. Oh no, no, no! I've been broken up with my text. Yeah, what yeah. happened? Um, this was this guy. I went on a couple of dates with him. You know who it is, but I'm not going to say. Okay. But we went on a couple of dates, and then the last date we went on was. Oh, actually, I told him I don't want to text. I want to talk on the phone, and then he got really weird. I don't, I don't know if that mm-hmm. was exactly why, but, but yeah. Then, then we went on another date, and it was like super weird, and he had like, whatever. The details aren't even important. And then I texted him after, like, well, that was weird, <laughs> and he wrote back like a text breakup, mm-hmm. which I totally saw. Have coming. you recovered? Just, oh my god, yes. Okay, here's why. <laughs> Never have I ever. This can be tricky. Because this is this actually has happened to me, and I'll share my story after after you guys go. But right. never have I ever accidentally sent an embarrassing, hurtful, mm-hmm. or personal text message to the wrong person. Oh, to the wrong person! Like, the wrong person. Do you? I mean, you, you click on like the wrong thread or whatever, and then you like type right. your text and then hit send, and you're like, "Oh shit!" I've never done that. Well, but why? Oh shit! Because it's someone who's like not related to the 
conversation, right? It's like you sent an angry text that was supposed to go to me, not like my, to your mom. Not in my case. So what happened in my case was I sent... All right, so I have this... Not anymore. My my mom is going through a divorce uh-huh. um, from this evil and you fucking bastard. Evil yeah. bastard? No, I sent a message about him... To my that I was going to send to my brother oh my to my gosh. mom. Oh, oh no! And now we can laugh about it because she's realized how evil of yeah, a bastard time, he is. Right. But at the time, she saw it as a reflection of my relationship with her. Yeah, and it was like oh, really no. hurtful yeah. to her. That's yeah. bad, Ali. You actually, you do have one. This, yeah, this is more, this is funny. It's a little different, but that that's a really good. I mean, it's a bad story, but it, it's good. It, I mean, in terms of the fact that it does hit home a lot of different things. Right. Like you didn't mean to send it to her. It's so easy to do that, and then also the millions of ways that she interpreted it during a very tumultuous exactly. time. Yeah. What I did was like sort of amusing. The same guy that I was trying to break up with by text or that I did break up by text. So I wrote him, you know, not working out, whatever. And then he wrote back and he was like so surprised, which was weird to me because I think it was not surprising at all. And I had told him in person, like, Hey, I never see you. And you text me 18 billion times a day. I'm like, this is not really how I want to function. And now I joke with Jen that like, if I wanted a boyfriend who was 90% texting i'm pretty sure there's an app for that i really don't need a person <laughs> anyway i broke up with him he responded he's really surprised i screenshotted that to send to jen and mm-hmm. sent it back to him but i was underground and i was like oh no <laughs> so i just like zapped out the sound and so i put it on airplane mode was getting off the train anyway by our director michaela's apartment and michaela has a basement i was like michaela i gotta go to your basement i gotta sit here until this text doesn't send it was like so ridiculous but i think it didn't send because then yeah, he, he texted me it. again and he never was like you just sent me yeah. either if it sent he never acknowledged it but i think it's it'd be embarrassing of him to acknowledge it maybe he probably maybe didn't, didn't want maybe to acknowledge it but uh, let's go yeah. with the fact that he didn't get it <laughs> for your own peace of mind also lesson to everyone airplane mode yeah I think it worked. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. That's a good one. Thank you. Yeah, Appreciate welcome. that. <laughs> Everyone out there. Um, never have I ever blocked someone from texting me. I got to be honest. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it. You have? Yeah. What, why were they? But it was not a dating situation. It was this like repairman who was supposed to fix my fridge and ended up like screaming at me. It was really weird and kind of scary. And then he slammed the door and left and then called me like 17 times and I blocked him. So I guess, it, oh, he started texting as well. But yeah, I blocked the whole number. But no, I haven't had like a dating thing yet. There are people that I've told Jen to block. That's true. <laughs> but I didn't own know dating how to do life. <laughs> I didn't know you didn't know how. I would have done it for you. We need to talk. <laughs> I, I haven't either, but I just have a friend who had to block someone because she was so in love with him that like she couldn't like stop herself from looking at her phone to see if he was texting her and that's what's awful too about texting in the sense that like if you have a phone call then you talk there's a point to it you make a date or you don't or whatever the conversation's done there's a little there's a little bit of mini closure every time as opposed to this constant like has he texted has he texted i like to i like to even button my text conversations so that the people aren't wondering if I'm going to text back. But then I was dating a girl a while back who like thought that that was like, she used to love texting over talking and it drove me crazy. Yeah. She thought it was rude. Yeah. Yeah. And then she thought that when I was like buttoning the conversation that like, she thought it was weird that I was doing that Mm -hmm. or like, well, why can't we just leave it open so that we'll talk when we can talk? Like, why do you have to tell me you're (laughs) going into the meeting or whatever? I love that. I've had guys do that and I actually love it because it's like, okay, you're letting me know that I don't have to wonder. Exactly. You're letting me know I'm not going to respond now for a few hours because I'm doing whatever. That's what I was trying to do. I think you. All right. We're going to turn up the hot 
monotonous oh, factor God. a Great. little bit. It's going to get steamy in here <laughs> when I ask when I say, "Never have I ever engaged in sexting." I've never, but I think you have. Yeah, I've done <laughs> you it. Just blew up your spot. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it's like pretty sure she has. But I I'm giggling. I, yeah, I did it. I've done it. Yeah. Yeah. Was it? Is it fun? Uh, it's weird. You feel like you're like some cheesy romance novel yeah, writer. I have that experience with it too. Yeah, it's like how do you describe those things that you've never put into words before? But doesn't it feel like it? Like I, I love words, and I love. I mean, we're love all words. We're we're all actors. <laughs> love words, right? Yes. <laughs> and and great. so we love language, and we love right. literature, and right. and so like words can be really sexy. It is a fun mm-hmm. challenge, yeah, to think about you know how you want to make them feel, and yeah, what word will communicate that best <laughs> i want to see these sects guys i want to see them because yeah. it's like are you writing out like is it graphic is it like really graphic yeah yeah <laughs> it just got really steamy in here <laughs> yeah i've never done that and i don't i don't really care but then i guess i sort of i'm like well has no one tried to sex with me but no i don't want to we'll sex with you jen and i are gonna sex are you gonna, later. oh my god we just practice i'll be like yo jen taking off all my clothes she's gonna be like put your clothes back on <laughs> that's how it's gonna go on the, along the same lines. Be like, I'm wearing that shirt you gave me. No, oh. it's on the floor. Oh my God, that's too hot. You can't say that. <laughs> I wear a lot of jammy, jammy downs. downs, as I call them. <laughs> All right. Never have I ever sent or received a dick pic via text. My ex-boyfriend sent me one as a joke because I was like, wah, wah, I'm missing out on all this ridiculous dating shit and I've never got a dick pic. So one day he sent me a dick pic and wrote, please delete. <laughs> but no, I've never actually received it. Like, I've never, like, received a dick pic from a dude, you know? But you send me dick pics all the time. Yeah, I send Jen so many pics. When I asked for a confirmation that she was going to be here on time, I, got, I just got a dick pic. Yeah. Oh my God, that'd be awesome if we just start doing that as, like, the general response. Like, if the answer is yes, I'm just going to send you a dick pic. Like, different dicks all the time. Don't you send Send, like fake vagina pics. Yeah, I like to send fake dirty pics. Like I'll Snapchat. You viewers can't see, but I'll just like hold my phone over my like fully clothed vagina okay. and take a picture, and then I'll Who write you send on it, it to vagina. Yeah, yeah. Just friends. Yeah, for fun. friends. Send my friend David the other day. Snap I just friends. think it's funny, like just like fake dirty pics where it's like my crotch, but I'm just like wearing jeans. Jen, I feel like you are really enjoying her going on and on about this because you haven't responded yet about whether or not you've sent or received a dick pic. Have you sent or received a dick pic? No. Well, wait, 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 wait. We can't send them. Right. Well, <laughs> I know. What are we talking? Well, you could here? send a pic of some other guys. Yeah, that's true. I could send dick. just like Google image <laughs> yeah. dicks. Right. I'm gonna start doing that. I've never received a dick pic, but I don't really like online dates, so I don't know if that's part of it. If you're texting constantly, sure. Yeah, I have never sent one. Pierre from the booth, can you just give me like a thumbs up or thumbs down? Have you ever sent a dick pic? I could just talk to you, right? Oh, yeah, you oh, can. Listen yeah. to that voice. Negative, negative on the dick No picks. dick pic. Would you tell us, though? Never, ever. Never have you ever. Maybe, maybe a little bit on Skype, though. <laughs> <laughs> just, all right. So all it's right. just a little dick video chat. No, not a lot of dick pics going on in this force. The popularity here. of that's an illusion. But I feel like women are always like, ah, I, like so many dick pics. Yeah. yeah, like on dating profiles, I feel like all you see is like, don't no dick pics, please yeah. or whatever. I think it was like 2014, 2015. <laughs> I don't know. It's passing. I bet they're still sending it. I don't know. No, it's like dick gifts. I don't know if I should be offended that no one sent me like dick pic on Tinder, but I just also feel like I don't know. I'm not swiping right and chatting up people that are like, like if someone I've had dudes on Tinder write like, I'll be like, well, I told you this happens. 
I wrote, nice scuba pic, and he wrote, DTF. <laughs> oh, my. Wow. But, like, I didn't hey. respond after that. I guess you, you could have I'd followed want, it up with so a That sounds so strange pic. that you wouldn't reply to that really thoughtful message. That was actually on Bumble, and that was when I was like, no, Bumble's not feminist. This is bullshit. And then I quit Bumble. But I was on it for, like, a week, and I got a response that said DTF. Ladies, I'm having such a great time with you, but unfortunately, but we we're running out of, out of time. No. I want to ask you one question before we go. It's a question that Jacqueline and I will be asking our panelists at um, our event Virgo as part Lab. of the. We are very excited no to attend weekend. this event. Yeah, Excellent. We'll be there. Can't wait to see you guys again. Mm-hmm. So here's the question um, again, food related here. What is your favorite place to turn off your phone? Mm-hmm. And grab a bite in NYC, like a place where you can go and just like focus on your food experience mm-hmm. and not kind of be like pulling your phone out every once in a while. Um, I live in Chelsea and I really like Cook Shop. That place is great. Have you been there? I haven't. Okay. Um, it's like seasonal farm to table sort of deal, but it's been there a long time. I've been in Chelsea a long time and um, the food, I mean, they're always changing up the menu and you really, you have to focus on the experience. Yeah, I feel like I should say Roberta's because we're in the we're back here. of it. <laughs> I'm and trying. the food is ridiculously It is really, delicious. really good. That is not an endorsement, like a paid whatever. I actually think that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying to be better in general about like I'm at a meal. I'm putting my phone in my bag. It's under my chair. I'm not checking it. I'm also trying to be better at like... Um, if I'm on a date or just like with a friend, they go to the bathroom. The instinct is I'm pull sitting here alone in the bar. I'm pull out my phone. I've been trying not to, and I'm, I just sit there. And it's totally ridiculous that it's like weird, but I will mm-hmm. just sit. I've had so many bartenders tell me about like seeing people on a date, and then the date goes to the bathroom, and, and the person pulls out their Tinder, or, yep. you know, not whatever. Not surprising at all. My favorite um, for putting down my phone it's Katz's Deli, which oh, is just like yeah. one of my favorite places to eat. But it's also like you don't wait for this. Like you order at the counter, which one is like. Not oh, time know. sitting there, you know. I know uh-huh. you're a Jew. You go all the time. <laughs> you're like a regular. Um, but, you know, any time where you're like engaged in conversation with someone who's there uh-huh. is like less time that you're just like sitting there waiting. Right. I dine a- alone a lot. I have a girlfriend, but I still like crave a lot of alone time. And I dine, mm-hmm. a- I go out and eat by myself a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, there's times where I'm just sitting there waiting for, you know, a server or whatever to come where I'll be on my phone. But the fact that you have to go to the counter and then the food is just so good that like I'm just like yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's hard. It's really tough, and it's weird that it's hard. But we are all addicted. It's just, it's just whether or not we care that we're addicted. It's so addicting, which is why I think when it comes to food, you need to find a place where the food is even more addictive. Then I was going to say that the pastrami the needs to the be more. The pastrami is addicting. like, yeah, I get yeah. cravings and I withdraw when I don't have that. <laughs> Channel that. Um, anyway, ladies, thank you so much. I'm thank so excited you. to join you this weekend for the No Text Weekend. I encourage all of our listeners to. Um, get involved with the No Text Weekend in one way or another. Join us for our live broadcast and panel discussion or check out any of the other numerous, amazing, incredible events that it sounds like are... And I wanted to add that for your panel, you get a free glass of Prosecco. Prosecco is usually $12, so basically the event is free. The event is free and you get a glass of... So you should all come to the event. I'll be there. I'll be there. We'll all be Two there. Two single ladies, gentlemen, Drinking are going to be, be there. there like, and you get a glass of Who are waiting to be hit on in person, I'm, I think. I am right? waiting to be hit on in person. Here we are. So, <laughs> so again, see you thank there. you, Jen, Allie, for joining us. And best of luck with the entire weekend. Please check out blogologues.org and www.notextweekend.com for more information about them and the work they do. Um, there's still time to grab your tickets for our event. And we suggest you do so AP, ASAP. Also um, AP. 
AP <laughs> as possible. Um, so until next time, thanks as always to our engineer, Pierre. Our theme song is Give Love by the Josh Dion Band. I am Ben Rosenblatt. Jacqueline and I will both be back at the same time next week here at heritageradionetwork.org. See ya. listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. We're just the same.